I would like to also to remind you to pray for Brother Hugh Deal. I mentioned him because he's in the hospital here in Statesboro. Be in prayer for Brother Hugh. And also Billy Neesmith. Uh, is, is he home? Good. He just got there then. Good. I'm glad to know that. And Billy Neesmith, it's Betty's son, will be having a procedure this week. We're going to be in prayer for, for him. Would you please look at your Bibles with me, uh, Luke uh, chapter 2. Going to read some verses as we gather our hearts together for a few minutes to worship God from His Word. Would you please stand with me for a moment as we read this together? Since it's the Word of God, let's show all our respect and reverence for Him, the holy inspired Word of God, beginning at verse 25 of Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord... Now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. May the Lord add his blessings to his precious word. Please be seated. Thank you so much. Christmas time is a very special time. Because of time, um, I want to talk to you today about Christmas time being a time to take time. Time is so precious and it goes so fast. Time, as we know it in life on earth, is a span of time between two eternities. Your life began when your heart started beating at conception. That's when your life began. The Lord is in involved in all of that. He is the initiator of life. He is the author of time. Through God, time began. With God, who is eternal, there is no time. But God began time when he created the earth, when he said, let there be light. He might as well have said, let there be time. There will be a time when we will die. God will be involved in that too. Because he gives us a certain time to live on earth. And one of the struggles that we have is dealing with time. None of us like to deal with that subject of time so much. But I wanted to talk about that as we think about Christmas being this most special time. And we think about that from Simeon because here we see a man that has been spending his time in the right way. He's been waiting for God. And notice the Bible says that he is a devout man. He's a godly man. See, how you spend your time determines what kind of life you you live. How you spend your time. And so Simeon was waiting on God. And he was spending his time in that way. 
God had tapped him on the shoulder at those waiting moments one time and gave him the vision and the truth that he would see the Lord Jesus. Now he knew the, uh, the prophecy from Daniel 9 was about to be fulfilled. He knew it was about the time for the Messiah. But, but he didn't know the exact time, but he was looking for that. He was waiting for that. And so what we have here in the context of our scripture is Jesus is eight days old. They bring him to the temple for his uh, circumcision. And Mary and Joseph don't have enough money or material things to have a, have a lamb or, or any of the, the, the requirements of the sacrifice that, that people that have a lot have. They only have two turtle doves, which is symbolic of what the poor have. But they bring that and they, and they spend their time uh, working toward uh, acknowledging God and his law and his life because they are thankful for what God has blessed them with, them with in the birth of the Lord and Savior. They have already experienced what the angels have acknowledged that he is the Savior of the world, though they didn't understand it. So I wanted to talk about that and we see that in what's happening here when Simeon, through this long wait, goes, gets to the point where he sees that baby, he does not hesitate, and he comes and, and he takes him in the arms, his arms, and he embraces him, and he leaves with peace. And I want to liken to that to our life on earth, so to speak. And I want to say three things in the few minutes we have together regarding time to take time, and that is number one, it's time to take time for God. Number two, it's time to take time for yourself. And number three, it's time to take time for others. Christmas time is the most special time to do that. First of all, when we think about taking time for God. Now, God took time for us. Christmas time is about that. That's what the incarnation is about. Jesus Christ spent 33 years upon this earth in the human form, for one purpose, to live a righteous, sinless life and to obediently submit himself to his Father's will on the cross of Calvary, to take our place there, to die for our sins, so that we could go to heaven and be with God. Don't you think that since God gave his time for us, we ought to give our time to God? Now here's the thing about giving our time for God. Taking time for God doesn't mean you live in a convent or a monastery or you sit in a church all day. Taking time for God is a busy, busy deal. It is living every waking moment and even in our comfort of our sleep and rest, confident that God is with us. Taking time for God is none other than worshiping God. And we worship God with all we do, with all we are, with all we say. We're, uh, wait, um, taking time for God is waiting for God. Now waiting for God is not doing nothing. Waiting for God is, is, is not uh, waiting to do something you ought to do. I'm going to tell you, Christmas time is a time. Now is the time. It's time to repent. It's time to acknowledge that God is who he says he is. 
It's time to rejoice. It's time to love. It's time to forgive. It's time to be all that God has called us to be and to be satisfied with God's given role in our lives for, for Him in service to Him. And it's time. Uh, it's kind of like the farmer that plants the crop and they wait for the harvest. And they do all the things that are necessary to culture the crop They don't just sit home and say, well, God, just bring me a good harvest. No, because they know that God is going to give the increase. Simeon was a devout man because he took time for God. And what you take time for God, you see, is this. When you let God manage your time, God will manage you. What I want you to know is with me, and you already know that, when uh, when you put God where he needs to be in your life, God will put you where you need to be in your life, okay? See, God will manage your time. Sometimes we let the time manage us, you know. Make your day planner a a divine planner. So it's God. See, God has given you this time. It's all God's. Every breath we breathe comes from God. And so we live every day understanding that that we're going to take time for God. Are you taking time for God? Well, maybe we just need to sit back and understand and look at that a little bit in our lives. Uh, Because we are spiritual beings having human experience. And so that is a conflict with time when that happens like that. Everything in our life. See, we are shaped and molded by secular culture. And so we need to understand that and understand that, that it's very, very important that we take time for God. I remember an illustration I read years ago where uh, a guy was uh, coming home from work, had a young son, and, and he wanted to look at the paper, and he didn't have time to really visit. The little son wanted his daddy's attention, so the guy pulled the paper in the media section or maybe one of the editorial sections. It had a globe on one page, uh, a world, and, and so the, the father just takes the page, paper and tears it in four or five pieces gives to his son who had been studying some geography at school and says, put the world back together, thinking it would take him a time to do that uh, so he could do what he wanted to do. Well, he was surprised to know the little, little guy put it back together really fast. And so when he brought it to the paper to him, had it all taped together, the world was in place. And the father said to the son, now, son, how did you do that so fast? He said, Daddy said it was easy. He says, on the back of that page was a man. And says, when I got the man right, the world was right. And when we get our life right, it's going to be, it's going to be in perspective to God in our life. Because in him we live and move and we have our being in God. So taking time for God is important. That's what Simeon was doing. He was taking time for God. Maybe we need to put a sign outside of our house that doesn't say gone fishing. Maybe it should say gone to church. Maybe that should be, I'm I'm here for God. I'm worshiping God because worshiping God is taking time for God. And we should reverence that and thank him for the blessings that he's given us to, uh, to do that. You know, time, though nobody wants to be told much about time again, as I said. We don't like to be told what time it is whether it's time to get up or time to go or time to leave. Now, you probably want to know when it's a pretty good time to leave the church, I bet, but you got to know this. I didn't start till 10 after. 
So, so a lot of times we, we're more concerned about what time it is in than when, when we begin. Uh, I remember uh, uh, been years ago, I was here at the church, so I was doing a, a monthly devotional over at one of the nursing homes. And uh, I was in the lobby in their chapel one day, and the residents were sitting there, and most of them were in wheelchairs, and maybe 12 or 15 or 25 folks, I don't remember. So I was into my, my little message, I thought, and so all of a sudden this lady kind of raises up in her wheelchair, and she says, it's time for you to shut up. <laughs> See, we don't like that time, but, and I didn't know what to say. And I tried to ignore, you know, I'd be polite. And she says, no, it's time for you to shut up. You said enough. And about that time, one of the attendants came in and heard what was going on and go, she says, Brother Randy, just don't, just don't, she's not knowing what she's saying, whatever, just be, and she was trying to calm her down. And I remember telling, I told the whole folks there, I said, listen, that lady is only saying what about half my congregation would like to say every Sunday. But, but I think that because, because, because here we're saying, you have never, I, I'll bet everybody would answer a yay on this, you have never been to a church service that you thought you were wasting your time. Now, have you? Now, you might not have heard a message. I mean, I, I know God leaves me pretty much flat sometime in a puddle of sweat up here, but, but you have never come to God's house and said, well, you know, it's just a waste of time. You never have. You know why? Because you're taking time for God. This is the greatest investment you'll have in your life. Now, you might not feel like coming. You might, the world and the devil try to make you have all kind of excuses. But, but, but when you take time for God, I'm going to tell you, friends, your life will have joy and peace and strength and vision and wisdom like never before. And, and the problem is the devil knows that. And so he's going he's to do everything we can to, to suck our time away so that, so that we don't have time for God. I want to say Christmas time is a time to take time for God, okay? See, God gives us our priorities. The first priority is that we're to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. God doesn't let us have to figure out where we need to spend our time. You take time for God. You think about him. You, you get into his work. You, you live for him. Whatever you do in your vocabulary or your work, your, you think about God. You understand that God is involved. That he's given you the strength to do that, the ability to do that. And sometimes we just have to wait. And that's taking more time for God than we think. Because waiting is hard to do because we're sinful and we doubt, see, by our nature we don't understand what God is doing. But you need to know, and I need to be reminded too, that God says he makes everything beautiful in his time. It's in God's time. See, what is your time of reference and what is mine? You take GPS, for example. See, that's based on a satellite that, that, that deals with things far away, but it brings time into best the distances. That's the reference. See, our time reference sometimes is ourselves or our, our span of life here. I want you to know these white spaces in the Bible between the verses, that's waiting. That's what you've got to do. You've got to wait for God. That's how your faith grows. You know, you wait. And wait is where you grow, but you wait expectantly. That's what Simeon was doing. 
And God will never, see, God has a time, it's his time reference, not mine. I mean, not yours, it's God's. Because God says in Ecclesiastes 3, says there's a time for every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to dance, a time to mourn. A time to plant, a time to sow, a time to pluck up that which is planted. See, God is a time God. And so in the fullness of time, what Christmas is about is God. Because in the fullness of time, Galatians 4, 4 said, God sent forth his son born of a woman, made under the law. So, so 900 years, 1,000 years, whatever it was, before this prophecy was made, God had a precise, precise time. And he has a precise time of showing up in your life just like he did Mary and Joseph and open up some of those dark places that you don't understand. But so far as it goes for now, I want to encourage you all and myself to wait on God. God is really big. God is able to do anything. And so he will make things beautiful. What does that mean in their time? That means appropriate, right. Don't try to get ahead of God. Don't try to get ahead of him because we know that God in the fullness of time. He is a timely God. Secondly, I wanted to say this, that we need to take time for ourselves. Time for yourself. Not, that is not being selfish. Actually, if we take time for God, we're going to examine ourselves. Scriptures teach us in places like 1 Corinthians 11 uh, where they're doing the Lord's Supper and the Apostle Paul is saying, you examine yourself. Have you examined yourself? Christmas time is a good time to do it. I'm sure Simeon had to understand, you know, he's, he's heard what God has said. He hasn't seen this yet, but it's coming. You understand that prophecy, the promises of God are all yea in Christ for you. And that should give us all kind of uh, spiritual fuel to live for him who died for us. But one of the things we need to do more, I'm convinced, in our lives is reflect. Get away for this Christmas to yourself and reflect. Think about your, your life, your desires, your relationships, your motives. Really, I mean, you think about it. It's time. Uh, what Christmas is about is a role that was given to Christ that he hadn't had before. He was then called the Son of God. Not until the incarnation. He's always been Jesus eternally, but he became the Son of God. That Son that was given was on Christmas, the birth of Jesus. And that's the role he submitted to. And he had to fight that all along. He fought the devil. And how did he do that? You know how, you know how we, 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 we get to ourselves and, and, and we, uh, we take time for ourselves? You do it in God's Word. You do it in God's Word. Jesus did that when he was tempted by the devil. Satan tried to change his role. You know, it says if you be the Son of God, then change these stones in the bread. If you be the Son of God, then you can be the captain or the head of all these cities. Jesus said what? It is written. So, so take time for yourself is taking time for God's word, you see. Reflect. Reflect means to, uh, to really meditate. And I'm not talking about an Eastern meditation, some sort of cultic kind of uh, uh, 
ums and ums. I'm talking about thinking about what God has given you. Thinking about your life, including what you've done wrong. It's okay to admit that we've made mistakes. We've all made a lot of failures. But listen, when you can reflect on it, it gives you a perspective. It helps you not make the same mistake again. It helps us appreciate what God has done for our life, how he's redemption has made a difference. It's one of the ways we redeem the time to reflect. You know, I remember years ago growing up on the farm, I drove this old truck around the farm and the rear view mirror had fell off the windshield. And I drove that truck around without a rear view mirror. That was the most awkward truck to drive I've ever driven in my life. I never realized how much you really depended on the rear view mirror. And, and it's not that you drove by, but you've got to reflect. You've got to look up and take a glance at what's behind you. I'm going to tell you this Christmas, we need to take time for ourselves. We need to get off and think about God and think about our life and our roles and what God has given us and, and are we submissive to what God has called us to be? How we can be greater servants to him. And so that's a blessing to see that and bless it when we reflect in that way. And to understand that while we're reflecting, we understand that we are still waiting and I'm sure Simeon had to do that when he thought about God's promises and what God had meant to him and what he had said about him. To reflect. You know, that little pond we walked to down sometime by our house, the other day it was so calm, you could see the trees reflecting on the water, you know, around the pond. And their foliage, it was such a beautiful scene. I think we took a picture or two of it. You get your life calm enough Jesus says to his disciples, let's get apart somewhere. You know, let's go. Jesus retreated and then re-entered. Now, you don't just get off by yourself. See, we're living in a world, this after COVID deal, nobody wants to be with anybody in some places. I mean, we're living in a culture where, where you don't need to be with people, we think. And if we're not careful, we're going to be loners. We're going to be by ourselves and those kind of things. And we need to understand that. We need to reflect upon that, how God is leading and directing our lives. And the third thing I want to say before we go is this. Take time this Christmas. Take time for others. That is the best gift you can give anybody. You know it. I mean, it fits. I mean, it never wears out. I can think, and I know everybody in here can, time you have spent with your loved ones. I mean, some of them, they're, they're in heaven. But, but some of them are here, and, and you think about that time. That's precious time. I mean, I mean, that is time we give to others. And that once we spend our time for God, we take time for God, we take time for ourselves, then it prepares us to take time for others in our life. Because I'm going to tell you, that is so influential. Do you know influence is so powerful, but it's based on time, the time you spend. The how you spend your time is going to be the influence that you leave in this life. You hear me? How you spend your time. What you doing. How you doing it. Your attitude, your motives. And we constantly need to be re-shifted into that and understand that. Sometimes we need to change how we spend in our time. Maybe Christmas time is the time to do it because we are creatures of habit. In the last three weeks, I've caught eight beavers crossing my pond dam. You know how I do it? They got a path. I mean, it's the easiest thing to catch in my, in my life. I'm not a trapper by no means. I hardly ever miss. All I got to do is put it in the path. 
You know what the devil does to you and me? He'll put a trap in your path. You get in a sinful path of life, you get starting neglecting God in your life, God's going to, I mean, the devil's going to put a trap there. So we need to understand, let's look at it, let's look at our life. Let's look at it and take time this Christmas to take time for God, to take time for ourselves, to take time for others. I mean, Christmas cards, they're so beautiful. Thank you for sending them. They got such beautiful scenery, but I'm going to tell you, there's nothing compared to you. The time that we can just have with one another. It is such a treasure and a blessing. It's invaluable, I will say. And I'm not talking about a, a chat tap or a, or a FaceTime or, a, or those kind of things. I'm, not, I'm talking about a real life where you can see the lips moving, you can see the eyes, a touch. I mean, you know, that, that is the contact we need. And may God help us to do that. You know, time and attention go together. It's not just taking your time on contact somebody and you're walking around sitting at your table with your family on your cell phone uh, typing a message to somebody else. I mean, I mean that, is, that is so irreverent. That is, and I don't really care a lot about you. We need to sit down and look our, our people in the eyes and we need to say, thank you, God. That's what we're saying, our time and attention. Oh, it's so precious. Time, time, and it goes so fast. Don't you think it goes faster the older you get? I do. I really do. May the Lord bless you and me today to rejoice and take time to take time this Christmas. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you for this glorious Lord's Day and for Christmas time and the time we can take time for you, for ourselves, and for others. Lord, help us to all redeem the time. We've messed so much of it up and wasted some of it, a lots of it at times, but we thank you, God, that you've blessed us to redeem the time and that we still have enough time to do exactly what you want us to do, even though we seem like we don't have enough time to do what we want to do. Lord, if it takes making us lie down in a green pasture, go ahead and do it. If it takes a hospital bed or even a hospice room, we thank you, God. We thank you for the time that you've given us to realize that you're all that matters. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us grace to reflect our own lives. That we can reflect in the boldness of your forgiving love. Realizing, Lord, that we are not perfect, but able to reassess our life and redirect our motives and, mot and motions so that we can please you and bless your holy name and we'll be happier too. We thank you, Lord, for the others that you put in our lives, the time you've given us to him. Oh, God, help us carve out to make time just like we make money. Work at it. Bless, thank you, Lord, for this time of worship. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.